Hey, thanks for tuning in to my podcast. No bad news by yours truly, Don P. Make sure you go follow me on all social media platforms. And as always, stay motivated. What's up, world? You know what time it is. It's no bad news. It's Monday, hosted by yours truly, Dom P. Davis. Episode 7. I was just amazed last week that it was episode 6, and we're just consistently rolling along here. Every week, I I feel like I'm getting better and feeling uh, more confident about the topics that I'm talking about. This week is going to be a little bit different, uh, especially because I have a guest for this week's show. And it's pretty awesome. I do want to warn you guys up front within that interview, there is some, you know, explicit content um, and not in the sense of anything saying anything negative. It's just there are some curse words in there. So if you got kids or if you are at the office listening and you do not have headphones in, you know, I will let you know before I go into the interview. But just know that interview is going to have some explicit content. Shout out to my boy, Frankie, regardless, man. I think it was it's some gold. And I'm not even going into it. I'm not even going into it. I'll let you guys listen. This this interview, I feel personally for people who because I, I got to give you guys a little bit of a backstory and then we'll get into the flow of things. But one of the things that I said last week and will continue to say on all of my podcasts is any feedback is good feedback for me, because if you can take the time out and listen, you can take the you know time out and not saying that you have to, but, you know, what this podcast is lacking. For instance, you know, if I watch a Netflix series and I start to like it, I am going to look for another Netflix series that I can like just as much as the last one. So if you're taking your time out and listening to my podcast and you listen to other podcasts, I want to know what I can do to make it better, just as good as the other podcasts you're listening to. And, you know, like I said, I'm trying to get better week in, week out. I listen to the Gary V's. I, I listen to the Simon Sinek's. I listen to the ETs. I listen to the Inky Johnson's. I am not going to stay at a at the lowest level that I've already been been at the lowest level. Episode one was my lowest level. Not saying that it was bad, but that was my start. I plan to climb up. I plan to, to be on the same playing field as the other guys that I just mentioned. Will it take some time? Absolutely. But I'm willing to put in that time. But I need your feedback to get there. Um, so with this interview, it's targeted towards because when I was growing up, and you, you know, some of you guys may know this stuff, some of you guys may not, but when I was in high school, I used to rap. I used to rap. I was a rapper in high school. And one of the reasons why I stopped rapping was because I would go to these shows and I would see these guys who didn't have half the talent, half the sound, and didn't put in the time that I put in the studio with my cousin Dre. And the DJs would love him. I just never understood it. I'm like, what's going on? And, you know, the the basically the DJs were getting paid off by the artists to perform music. And for me, it was just like I didn't have that kind of bankroll to pay a DJ, you know, five hundred dollars to hype me up or a thousand dollars to play my songs in regular rotation. You know, it was just me and my boys. And sometimes, you know, my boys weren't consistently showing up. So it was just me and my brothers and my cousins. And that was it, you know, and. But I I stopped doing it for that. That was one of the reasons why I stopped doing it. And I just I stayed in my comfort zone and I just didn't think that I could accomplish the thing that I wanted. to. What I thought I could be in my head, I was not doing the proper things. So this interview that I've got going with Frankie later on in the show, you know, it's it's, it's going to be for you guys who are, 
you know, inspiring music artists who are inspi inspiring, you know, video producers or videographers, whatever it is, you know, music wise, video wise, just business wise in a whole sense. I mean, I think he's going to drop some gems and that's why I'm having that interview. And that's why I'm okay with having the explicit content, because like I said, I think he dropped some straight gold in the interview. But episode seven, the topic of the week is the hustle versus entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, and shout out to my mom and pops. They made me this way before. Um, they made they made me made me this way. And before I start, and you know, going into the quote of the week, I just want to give the people what they want because I got the feedback, and people wanted me to start talking about my own personal experiences and letting out the monster that they see. Not the, a bad, scary monster, but you know, sometimes I can be so motivating. I can be so moving. I can be so intrigued. I can, I can be so excited about something that I absolutely own the moment. Sometimes I do have a tendency of focusing more on the stories, focusing more on the content than letting you guys see that other side of me. And you're starting to get a little glimpse of it because I can feel a little bit coming out. I get excited about stuff. So quote of the week and the next, the quote of the week is, is awesome. I love this quote of the week. So pay attention. Instead of begging for a seat, sit at your own table. D. Instead of begging for a seat, sit at your own table. That's super deep. And man, I can't just stop going back and forth with this interview um, because it's going to touch base on this a lot. But I even say it in the interview. There was has been some time and places in my life where I saw other people doing successful. And even though I didn't know what they knew or didn't know, you know, how they got there or, you know, what it took to be there, I'm like, oh man, I want to do, I want to do what they're doing. Off of the fact, because I, I I saw the success they were having. And even, even when I started doing my own thing at times, I would reach out to other people for help and they just, they, they, they would not help me. Not that they didn't want to help me, it's just... They didn't have time for me. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't. They didn't want to, you know, take the time out and, and show me all the things that they learned on their own. And eventually, like this podcast, and this is no, this is no, you know, stab at anybody I know or that I asked. But I asked so many people. You know, there was only a few people that gave me good feedback on, you know, starting this podcast. And a lot of people, you know, I wanted to collab with. A lot of people want to space and just, just nothing, nothing. And I was begging for a seat at their table. And now I'm sitting at my own table. And this is this is awesome. Trust me, it's 10 times better when you do it yourself, even if it's a slow process, okay? Um, but like I said, the topic of the week is the hustle versus the entrepreneur. And here's the definition of a hustler. The hurry, bustle, hustler. Push roughly, hustler. Busy movement and activity, hustler, okay? Entrepreneur, a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on a greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Okay. Now, <clears throat> my mom and dad are both hustlers. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And it's funny because my brother, he has a podcast as well. And he goes in, basically the content of his podcast was the effect of not having um, a father in the household. And his last episode was that, that's what it was called. Fathers in or out of the home. Um, the name of his podcast is Let's Talk Talk Shop. And he'll you know, he'll touch base on it about our father, which is like I said, it's ironic that we both uh, kind of had our topics based around our family and our father uh, for the most part. But our father was in our life and um, he was amazing. You know, my dad was a butcher. 
um, as well as an owner of his own small business. And uh, he's been wholesaling beef, poultry and fish for the last 30 years. You know, he travels all over um, to find new business with his you know, product on his vehicle. Um, some of you may have bought some product off of him and may not even know it. Um, when I was younger, he would show me his his business trait, you know, how to cut loins, how to wrap the product, how to store the product, how to price the product, just just the whole ins and outs of his process. And this what I, this is, you know, when I got old enough, you know, after school, this is what I would do during my summers. This is what I would do because he gave us allowance for me. He made me earn my allowance. So it had been times where he would completely you know, either go on vacation or take a, a trip longer than usual and would have me, you know, do some of his stuff that he would do for him while he was gone to keep things moving. And he trusted me to do so. But I also knew enough of the business to do that as well. But um, a few things, you know, he also told me how to talk to people and how to get a feel for them. So some say that, you know, that, that's natural born talent, but you have to see it to believe it. Because, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the car sales industry and all the time, you know, I, I either got one or two things. Either I was too nice or I was really good at, at selling cars. And for me, it was neither of the two because, you know, it took it took me some time to develop the way I wanted to develop. But essentially, it came down to me just knowing how to talk to people and leveling with people and also not wanting to do wrong by a person because I want, wouldn't want that karma coming back on me. And those were the things that were on my conscience when I sold cars. Um, but a lot of people just said, like, you know, you're a natural at it. And for the most part, I always thought to myself, like, man, like, why do people keep saying that? And it was just because of what I what I saw my dad do day in and day out. Um, my dad also taught me not to give up on people if you see potential in them, which is huge. <clears throat> um, and then he he also taught me never give up my, on my family, never give up on my family, no matter no matter what demons they are fighting. You know, he's he's true. He's the true embodiment of selfless and unconditionally loving. Um, I love you, Pops. Um, so my dad was just what guys feel to understand of, you know, what he what why I'm bringing him up, because he is the hustler. He is what I get my hustling spirit. I would see my dad work six, seven days in a row. And this isn't, you know, the labor that you see in some of the factories like literally going to get his meat, literally taking it to his meat shop, cutting it up one by one, packaging it up one by one, counting it one by one, putting it to a freezer at the right temperature one by one, doing that for a day and then taking it, you know, taking it the product to his customers and repeating that cycle continuously. Like there's no sitting still, you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that that's the entry body of a hustler to me is my father. And I mean, he, 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 you know, he'd be up before we'd be up for school. Come pick us up from drop us off to school, pick us up from school, go back to work, come back at home at like nine o'clock and just repeat that cycle. I seen him do it for 30 years. 30 years. He didn't take me to school for 30 years, but you know, for the 18 years I was going to school, that's that's what I saw every day. That's what I saw every day. Um my mom, she's a hustler and an entrepreneur in my eyes. Um, she spent some time as a nurse. Um then she started working for a company called Carhartt and did design for them um, most of my school years. She took a leap of faith and left that company, um, became a coach at Weight Watchers after being a member and uh, losing a good amount of weight. And uh, since she, she's still a you know coach at Weight Watchers, and if you're in the Detroit area, I suggest you reach out to her because she's the best one. She is the best Weight Watchers coach out there. Um, but growing up, you know, just from her background, because... 
a lot of a lot of people don't understand like you know me and my brothers my brothers are four years older than me and we were all in school and when we were in school she was going to like she was finishing her degree like we went to her college classes i would sit and do homework in her college classes even on top of that we would read her books to her on the way to her class so Sometime, you know, that's why I, I try to hold myself accountable as much as I can for pronunciating things the right way. Because I was reading college level books when I was in third grade. So I'm not, you know, trying to pat myself on the back. I mean, pat my mom on the back because that was awesome. That was a good idea. But I, that's why I try to control my pronunciation so much. Um, but even when she was designing, she was doing crazy stuff. Like she designed us coats, like like coats at home. Like we had coats like made from scratch. Uh, she made prom dresses, made her own clothing line, jewelry, centerpieces for weddings, bridal showers. I mean, all kinds of events like she was just all over the place in, in the terms, you know, of fashion and design. Um, she, man, she's she's awesome. I recommend I recommend you utilize her if she's got some openings. And mom, I'm sorry if you don't have any openings for people when your, your hotline starts blowing up. Um, but if you got something big, you know, wedding, bridal shower wedding shower whatever it is i'm telling you she's she's a person to talk to if you want to bring your vision to life um but my mom always told me i could do anything i put my mind to and she told me that for so long and so long to the point where i believed her still believe her um, my mom taught me it was okay to take leaps of faith and risks if it meant the best for you but the most valuable lesson my mom taught me is not don't allow the trust that you have in people to let you depend on them. Just because you trust somebody doesn't mean you should depend on them because people will let you down. That's one of the things, that's one of the most valuable lessons that she has ever taught me. So I bring all this up because everyone has their own perspective of what is and what is in an entrepreneur. And you know, some people might you know say to themselves, like I am an entrepreneur, but in reality they're not. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to undermine anybody. But there is a difference between a hustler and an entrepreneur. To be an entrepreneur, you have to have some hustle in you. But you can't just be a hustler and, and, and just think you're an entrepreneur. Because um, at the end of the day, we I mean, I, I know what it's for. At the end of the day, between these two positions, we all want to make money. There is nothing wrong with being a hustler because you have to have a hustler spirit to be an entrepreneur. Um, but it's the difference between the two. And as of right now, me personally, I'm a hustler but slowly transitioning into the entrepreneur part of life. And part of this podcast is to help motivate people to pursue those hopes and dreams that you think aren't, aren't available to you. You think you, you can't succeed at these things. You think you don't have time, which is wrong because you can do these things. You do have time. And if you don't think you have time right now, I have a schedule every week of when I record my podcast. This week has been one of the craziest weeks. My sleep pattern was off. We've got a seven-month-old. We've got a three-year-old. Seven-month-old's got a cold. He's up all night. My wife is a caregiver. She works nights. So two or three nights out of the week, it's just me and the kids. And then I have to wake up, even if even if he's up all night, and I got to get up and keep feeding and feed him or just rocking him back to sleep. I got to get up. And then I got to wake up and go to work. I got to hustle. I got to get that money, baby. Okay? Um, <clears throat> so... I say that because, I, you know, I schedule time out on Sundays to typically get my podcast done and just the time was just not working for me. And then, you know, I, I typically record on Sundays. And if I got a guest speaker, I try to record it earlier in the week. And, you know, Sunday was just was just crazy. Sunday was crazy. Um, 
mostly crazy just because, uh, you know, we took our kids to the Children's Museum and that was most of our day. <laughs> we came back home. My daughter took a nap. My son was up. Then when my son fell asleep, my daughter woke up from her nap. My wife had to go to coach volleyball. Like in, in my mind, or even as you hear this, like I, I technically don't have the time, but I make time. I make time. Okay. So without any further ado, we're going to go into a quick break and I'm going to come back with this interview with my boy, Frankie. Okay. If, like I said, again, I, I was going to let you know when this came up. If you have kids, if you are in the office and you have me on speaker and everybody can hear what you're listening to, Frankie's going to have a handful of swear words and it's okay. <laughs> but I'm just letting you know that now. Now's the time to pass that torch um, to just the adults only and, and, and more so the adults that want to be motivated. Okay. So quick break, coming back with Frankie, and then we're going to end your week off right. So, got a guest in the house this week, folks. The one and only Frankie Schweizer. Nice um, to be here. He's one of uh, one of my good coworkers, but I consider him more than that a friend. Um, he works here at Mobile Defenders. He's our videographer, but so much more video than just, producer. Oh, my bad. So much more than just the title. Um, and well, how long have you been on the job here now, Frankie? Uh, March will be one year. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So we're coming up on that anniversary. I think it's yes, safe sir. to say you carry many roles in the company. Yeah. I- um, we're getting there. I know. I know you and I. We bring some of the most energy to the table, um, and I feed off you. I know you've come to me sometimes, so you fed off me, and it, it's, it's contagious. Yeah. Um, now, in addition, in addition to the to the nine to five, you got a lot of other things going on. Yes, sir. Uh, one of those things is becoming human. Do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, uh, becoming human was. Um, I mean, it started with uh, it started with just a couple of guys. It's a, it's. It was a project that I wanted to follow up with music. It was my, I think, second or third band. And uh, I guess you guys know me as, let me back up just a minute. You guys probably know me most as a as a video producer or videographer uh, was the title when they hired me in. Let me, real quick, I got a, I got a sidetrack here. Oh, absolutely. Difference, difference. The reason I say video producer over videographer, and people give me shit about this all the time. Can I swear on this? Uh, yep. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the reason that, that I am so sp- specific about it is because we've hired videographers. They come in. They set up their tripod. They'll record what you ask them to record. They give you the data, edited or not edited, and, and then you get it back. As a producer or director, and what I do is I build shows. I, I actually make creative, like either either shows, formats, uh, and I've done it multiple times. You know, not only for music but other other things. So it's like when you hire a videographer, it's like you could come in on a wedding. You don't usually hire a video producer for a right. wedding. I'm not right. going to make your wedding into a show. Right. Right. So that, so that being said, but anyway, so back to, um, you know, back to, uh, becoming human. Um, you guys probably know me most as a video producer and, uh, I guess somehow that's how I ended up with, with more of a, um, a better income as a producer, but my first and foremost love is music and becoming human is, uh, is my project that is still going today. Okay. How, How long ago did you get into music? Uh, first guitar when I was 14, uh, red Yamaha and, uh, decent guitar player, but found out probably by the time I was a teenager, um, like 19, early twenties that I was a much better front man. Um, and even though I had to work on vocals and, and better and better 
in that range, I still was a better front man and a better singer than I was a guitar player. And so that's kind of where I ended up. Gotcha. And, yeah. now, and then at what point did, uh, did the video producing aspect come in to play? So actually Becoming Human stemmed that. Um, we got actually picked up um, who became a – he's a good friend of mine as well. Um, but an investor uh, ended up saying, you know, he saw what I was doing with the band. He, he, he looked into it. And he said, hey, I want to help push you guys. I think you guys got something going on. We had just bought a huge like 3,000 or more square foot studio. Um, and he comes in one day and he says, uh, "He says, you know what? And I could tell in his eyes he was seeing how big you know, we, were, we were doing really well. And uh, this, is, this is specifically, and, I, and I'm giving him credit for this, uh, how I ended up as a video producer. But he sat down in, the, in our studio and he said, uh, he goes, how does 10 sound? And I said, 10 what, man? I, I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. And he goes, uh, I think we're going to start off with 10 grand to get you guys started. And I was like, for what? And uh, he just said, we're going to put you on tour, get, get your things ready. We're going to get you, a, you know, a bus, you, end up do, you know, it was a, a large Euro van and uh, sleepable one. And uh, um, and he said, but there's a, there's a catch. All your guys got to sign the contract that we're a unit now. And he also said that uh, you're going to have to produce all your own content. So... You, you need to either learn this or, you know, like you have to figure that out in order for this to go forward. And um, because social media was blowing up, yep. you know, obviously five, even more years ago, but five, six, seven years ago, social media was just going insane. Yep. Now it's just obvious. Um, and so me out of all the guys, I just already really loved film. And, uh, and one day at a time was like, I started off on my phone. And then a year later, I'm running software programs. A couple years later, I'm like, I love this. Awesome. And uh, and there's a backstory on the on on that I think as well. But I, I don't know where no, we're at here. No, you're fine, man. Um, and I and I and I saw the twinkle in your eye there. Um, I know a lot of people are not going to be able to see it, but mm -hmm. um, I know that the the topic of the week is you know the hustler versus the entrepreneur. Okay. Before we go into that, yeah. If you at least for the guys that are you know younger not knowing what they, what you know now, yeah. you know, what, what would be your advice to them? And that's on the, the music in the, the video producing it. Any, any. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. Here's, here's my one thing, man. And I, and I, I still say this, I think I even said a version of this to you. Um, there are many guys who are smarter than me. Yep. I sit around gentlemen that are smarter than me. I work in a lot of rooms where people are, I can tell that they just know more than me in, in a lot of areas. And, um, but my one, I think what gets me here today in front of you, even what gets me into mobile defenders and what gets me on tour and, and it's going to push me to where I want to be in life. And my one piece of advice is this act and, and then make adjustments mm -hmm. for so many years. I contemplated on how I was going to do things yeah. and the perfect way or, or a better way or, or more creative way. Uh, in the second, I kind of stepped past that and just was like, all right, just do this, learn and adjust. Okay, just do it, learn and adjust, do it, learn and adjust. And I realized within a few years, I was pretty much passing most of the people who kept talking about doing things. Yep. And so, I mean, that's it. Just, just, and right. I mean, every day, I think people even ask me about this, but I'm just like, just do it. And then adjust as you go, you will, you will eventually you will pass everybody Absolutely. or you'll be doing good. No, yeah, I yeah. dig it. Yeah. I dig it. So and I kind of gave you a little bit of insight of this. The quote of the week is, instead of begging for a seat, sit at your own table. Love it. Love it. What, what are your thoughts on that coming from, you know, the, your side of things? Be the hero of your own story, man. Um, I mean, it's and, and he, that was another hard thing for me uh, as I was growing up. 
um, you know, we were taught to be humble and, and kind and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's a, uh, I suppose there's an interesting thing that happens when you're trying to be humble or, or respectful and, and, and being the hero of your own story. That's a, that's a weird line, I guess, to walk. And so what I mean by that is, is it took me a while to be okay with being the hero of my own story and knowing that I, I'm like, I almost started swearing on your show here. But, um, <laughs> listen, here's the deal, man. I got to just break out then. When you're the hero of their own story, you feel like a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And, and when you feel that way, you're going to go accomplish more shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can still be humble, but you have to have that feeling. And if you don't, I can guarantee you, you're still going to, you're going to be holding off. And so the moment that I was like, dude, I'm one of the best at this and I fucking know it. Right. So, so that's what I stuck with, man. Awesome. So that's being the hero at your own table or, or the sit at your own table. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, I used to ask for a seat though. Right. I, I really I did for did. a long time. I think yeah. we all did. Yeah. We asked a million yeah. more questions. How, right. how can I help you guys? Right, right, right. I want right. to be a part of this um, instead of starting your own thing. I know I've, I've done it for, for a while. I did it for a while. And then eventually I, I kind of branched off to my own thing because nobody's going to have the passion and drive for your own ideas that Agreed. you have. Agreed. Uh, they're gonna give you. They're gonna give you some feedback. And you may not necessarily like it, but I guess that's one of the things that kind of takes you away from being a straight shooter and doing exactly what you aim to do, which you would be better at anyways. Exactly, <laughs> which exactly. is the oxymoron of it. Exactly. All. So, and and the reason we're here today for the topic of discussion. Um, granted, I believe you just dropped some gold on a lot of people, um, but the difference between a hustler and an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I had to look that up, um, and <laughs> and the reason I looked it up was because in my own mind, I, I, and I'll just start with this: is that when you when you first asked me that question, I kind of asked myself, like, because a part of me is a hustler. My father was a hustler, and I know what that looks like. And I and I watched, I just watched what hustle was every day, and uh, but he wasn't an entrepreneur. And and I and now that I kind of feel like where I'm at now, I understand the difference. And so after I looked it up, here's what online pretty much says. Yep. It says an entrepreneur is out to solve problems, to serve your customer, you know, and, and create solutions and move forward by loving your brand. And, and, and then a hustler is focused on turnover, making money, uh, you know, the grind. How can I how can I flip this? How can I move this? And it doesn't really matter if they love it or not. They're going to hustle that. Mm-hmm. So that's what it says online. Man, I got hustle blood, (laughs) but I am in love with what I do. And so uh, I would say that, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I guess there's a difference for me and is that I guess that let me put it this way. I I absolutely love um, becoming human nation and doing what I do so much there is that I will spend days, weeks, years, and now almost, you know, 10 years later um, trying to be the best and create the perfect product for no more than because I think the fucking product should be perfect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when I hustle, it would be more like, I'm going to buy this from this store and I'm going to throw it on eBay. And I don't even give a shit if anybody cares about what it is. So, right. I mean, I don't know, but at the same time, there's, I, I know some hustlers who are bad, bad dudes. So oh, yeah. in a good way. Oh know? yeah. Good at what they do. Right, right, right. Now I know because like I said, you know, we, we sit across from each other. We talk a lot. Um, with everything you do, because I know I've, I've got two kids. I've yep. got a wife. Yeah. You've got kids. You've yes. got a wife. Yeah. One of the biggest thing is, you know, how do you find the time? How do you find the time? Man. You know, I, <laughs> this is a good one, buddy. <laughs> um, I mean, here's, 
I wrote this the other day and, and I try to find what's the realest thing that I can do every day just because the more genuine I am, it makes life a lot easier. But um, uh, we're all going to sacrifice and it's either going to come from it's going to come from your the work that you do over your life or it's going to come from, you know, your family's time or your children's time or it's going to come from doing what you love or not. Everybody's sacrificing something. And uh, I would say that I am just a better father and I'm, and I'm going to get to how do I find the time here, but I am just a better father and a better husband. If I spend the time on my life's work and, and then carve time out for them, even if it is less time. Mm-hmm. And, and let me give you the opposite of that. Cause I was in the opposite of that. There was times when I was sacrificing my life's work and spending more time with my family, but I was not as present. I was not as, um, I wasn't as good of a role model. I wasn't as, as uh, confident and as good as a husband or even not to go too far here, but, or even lover. Mm -hmm. When I focus on my life's work and I know that I am accomplishing what I'm here to do. And I, and I don't want to specifically speak about God or the universe, but there's something that's driving me to do something that I know that I'm here to do. And then when I carve that time out for my family, I'm just a better person and a better man. So how do I find the time? I just make the time and you have to decide what that, that line is for you. I think everybody has a different line. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that hundred percent. The biggest thing is because again, you know, we're, we're similar in so many ways. When do you sleep? So, I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably averaging right now, like five hours of sleep. And, uh, and as long as you eat less, it actually, that's okay. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, if you, I, I'm a big ad or uh, I'm a big uh, guy on fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did a 48 hour fast. And, uh, and when I say that, like, I mean, I'm doing it because I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, my inflammation comes down to my body. I, I can get less sleep. Um, and also I'm not eating a bunch of junk. And when I come back, I appreciate food more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I had about a six, eat, uh, six hour uh, eating period last night. And then, and then I had, I didn't eat for 48 hours before that. And I probably will do another pretty decent fast today, maybe even tomorrow. And what happens when I'm really in the grind, like right now, man, this is, it's funny that you, this week worked out for us. Yep. This is not a coincidence. This is one of those weeks in my life where I'm accomplishing more than average. And, and I'm in that efficiency zone. And that zone is like, is almost where a normal person's going to get this amount done or X amount done. I'm like getting three to five times the amount done right gotcha. now. And so to me, five hours of sleep is plenty. I just drop my food intake down a little bit. Um, and I'm able to get, and you know, make sure I'm not consuming alcohol or other things because, because right, right. when I do take this break, I'm going to drink, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have some beers with my wife and I'm going to relax and I'm going to get seven or eight hours of sleep. So I just go through periods of time, Dom, how do I sleep? Uh, when I'm in this zone, it's like five, six hours of sleep. And, uh, but I'm, this is where I'm living the dream, man. You know, I really am like, I, I'm, I'm in the fucking zone right now. Awesome. So is it safe to say like, it's, it it comes with a turn on turn off switch. Yeah. But there's a, there's a, there's an in-between for me on that. Like I, I, I like to say that I'm either on or off, but, uh, but there's a hard adjustment for me in between that. And there's, and I mean, at least for me, there's no completely off. No, no. No, definitely not. But um, my brain, I mean, my brain will never stop. But but, uh, I guess what I mean is, is like when it's time to really grind, it might take me a day, two, three days to really ramp up that amount of speed and and like 
focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing goes coming off the other way. It might take me just a little time to, to really allow my brain to, to come down a little bit. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I know we both got to get to it. Um, before we take off, what's, uh, what's on the agenda for, for Frankie? What's, what's, what you got rolling? What's, uh, where can people find your products at your perfection at? Yeah. Well, uh, the new album's coming out, the new single, uh, road dog for becoming human nations coming out. That'll be out within a few weeks and a music video right after that. Um, I'm working on some big stuff for mobile defenders. Um, Oh, by the way, you can get that at, um, facebook.com forward slash becoming human nation. So just type in becoming human nation. It'll come up. We've got, you'll, you'll see us, but, um, We've got some good stuff going for MD as well. We've got uh, um, Repair Talk TV talking about this coronavirus thing that's really messing the market up. And uh, that's what I do, you know, here at the company is is produce content that, you know, generates either leads or, or just make sure that our PR looks good for our company. And uh, that's what you hire a video producer for. Yep. Um, so that's coming out as well. That's a pretty big deal. And then also... Uh, Fight Films LLC, which Dom, I know we didn't get a whole bunch of time to go into. Yep. Um, that's my video production for uh, boxing, uh, MMA, and, and that area. Um, we're looking this year, and this is a big jump for me because I'm not sure how much of my responsibility I want to devote into this, but uh, from scaling to just doing the productions for this company um, to becoming our own pay-per-view server, uh, which which that's a, that's like – I mean, you, you literally would be like your own showtime. Yeah. And so uh, it takes a bigger team. We've got the investments. It looks like they're they're coming in. And uh, for me, that's more of a do I love that enough to to be responsible for that? Or can right. I find somebody who will be? Right. Which I'm sure somebody will. That's the right answer. So, <laughs> so thanks for having me, Tom. Awesome, man. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate the time. Yeah. So shout out to my boy Frankie, man. Um, I love that interview. And 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 in this episode's bio, I am going to have links to becoming human, um, everything else he's got going on. I'm gonna send you a link to everything he's got going on. Just just click the, you know, look at the bio. I'm gonna have everything there. Um so I'm sure you guys are waiting for those uh no bad news stories of the week. But I've only really got, well, I won't, you know what? No, I've got some, but it's not what you expected. It's not going to be like the previous weeks because one of these is actually in the National Geographic and it's about two girls who set out their, their divers and they search for shipwrecks and they discover their ancestors. So I'm going to leave a link to that in the bio. That's awesome. Um, especially for Black History Month. And, you know, we, we just ended it off. I know today's the second, but we ended off Black History Month. And I wanted to make sure that I, I spoke on that. Also, to my boy, and I don't even know if he, he listens to my podcast. So even if he doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. To my boy, Anthony Davis. And when I, the, the beginning of February, when I started talking about Black History Month, I was talking about how I have seen a very, very large decline and people and their kids having black history plays at school. And I had, like I said, and I even mentioned it last week and, you know, I'm not trying to basically undercut myself, but, you know, I saw every single post of daddy daughter dances, every single post of them. Okay. But I I didn't see any black history plays until last week. I saw a few of them. One in particular is my boy, Anthony Davis out in Toledo. 
his daughter was Harriet Tubman and he had the video on Instagram and she came out and she had this swag like Harriet Tubman. She had that, that, that demanding voice. And this is a little girl. I don't even think she's like six, seven years old, but, but she, she held that role down. So Anthony, bro, shout out to you. Shout out to your daughter, man. That is amazing. I love it. I love it. And like I've been telling you guys, and it's okay if you haven't donated. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm always. Anytime I try to help, I'm going to help. And if I get nothing in return, I know that I try. But for ELNC Early Learning Neighborhood Collaborative, I was. Jeez, uh, uh, I can't get my words together. I was collecting book donations for them. Um, obviously, you guys, all the information is on my bio, so you can essentially send this stuff off yourself. But I was collecting for them um, and trying to be the middleman try to help you guys out with time and try to get the books to them because i know i'm gonna be taking a trip over there but to my cousin tia thank you so much for helping out we really appreciate your donations um my friend rachel thank you so much um you weighed down the, the rear end of my car with the books that you donated and everybody else that, that donated as well um I, I, when i say everybody else we've got a box donation up at work and i haven't checked it i haven't checked it so <laughs> I will next week and I'll, I'll try to find out who did what, but I'm just thanking you guys um, up front. So before I go, you know, I do my shout outs of the week. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to start off with my cousin Tia um, because she's reading this marketing book, trying to better her knowledge on social media um, and better market herself. So I hope that journey is going well. She, like I said, she was also one of the people that donated books for ELNC. So shout out to her keep pushing and then Rachel and Jared we had some fun this week we did we had a um, we had an all-star party at the boxing club and what that is is basically a party DJ every single bag in the club is taken up every trainer or at least mostly every trainer is teaching a round or two rounds and we we, we have fun we have fun uh, so you know shout out to you guys I, I don't think it's been a day that I haven't seen you since you know Every time I come into the club, you're there. <laughs> so that's a good sign. I mean, you're crushing your goals. Um, shout out to my buddy, Mario. I know you've been crushing your goals. I did see a, a post to going from the, to the gym this week. So I know you're still doing your thing and eating healthy. Um, and then my cousin, Chloe, this week, she, she wanted me to shout her up. She's trying to she's trying to go to the gym every day for the next 21 days. So she might get tired of me, but I am going to make sure we're, we were me and my cousins are all in a WhatsApp group. And I am going to make sure every day, Chloe, did you go to the gym or is she going to have to listen to this? So either way. But lastly, too, and she's not even expecting it. Um, my wife, I'm going to shout out my wife this week because uh, we started meal prepping. She started meal prepping. I won't say we because basically what I was doing for a long time is I was fasting during my morning. So I would have my last meal at like, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. And I wouldn't eat past that. And I wouldn't eat again until after my workout at, at 12 15 and my lunch was typically a salad or oatmeal and i did that for about i don't even know how long but it was just you know when you and your spouse aren't aren't on the same page you know diet wise you just tend to, to fight in you know you gotta you gotta feed into those little negative foods every now and then i'm, I'm sorry I, I'm, I'm guilty of it I, I had a relapse but last week she started meal prepping and even from the week of full meal prep, it, it was it was great. It was amazing. I mean, it was it was some small snacks. I'm not gonna lie to you guys and say I'm just on this cut lean diet. Like I, I I like to have some sweet stuff, you know. 
but I don't I don't have a ton of it. We don't we don't even really buy it. I mean, and when I mean sweet stuff, like I'll get trail mix <laughs> that has like M&Ms or yogurt covered raisins or something like that in it. Like that's my idea of sweets. So shout out to her for meal prepping. And, and then she bought some stuff this week to meal prep as well. So I'm excited for that. Look, <clears throat> I can't stress enough that and I'm gonna let you guys get out of here because I know this is a long episode, but I can't stress enough to you guys. You know how much I appreciate you guys listening because, you know, I'll go up and I listen at week one and I went into a straight panic mode because I'm like, man, I started this podcast and I posted it on my Instagram. I posted it on my Snapchat and all these people told me that they were excited about it. And then, you know, I would check Anchor and see how many people actually listen. And it was like 27 people. We're at week seven and I've got 259 listeners. And that may not seem like a lot to you, but... I'm moving in the right direction. So somebody's listening. Um, Somebody likes it. So that's all that matters to me. Folks, it's Monday. And I want you to make this, and I even said it last week, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, but I want you to make today the best day of your life if you can. Try, try, try to make this the best day of your life. Okay? Something's going to change. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been hoping for, whatever you've been, you know, struggling to get is coming. You're, You're close. Don't give up. It's not the time. All right. Until next week, you guys know the words. Stay motivated.